Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That old black magic has me in itself That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside and then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire that only a kiss can put out the fire. Good evening, friends and family, and those joining us tonight. This is Nadia. I want to thank you for calling in tonight and um, participating in what I hope is going to be a powerful and um, good show tonight. Um, I'm returning. I think I was gone for a week or two. Um, I got a lot going on. Remember, I had spoken with everyone about how this is a good year to um, harvest, sort of harvest the deeds from your um, from last year. So that's kind of what I've been doing over in my neck of the woods, um, capitalizing off of all of the work that I did and. Also, just um, picking up on the vibe of manifesting, you know, our wants and goals and dreams and things of that nature. It's a really good time to kind of act on things that you've been contemplating or maybe procrastinating on. So anyway, I'm back and we're here tonight. Um, we're waiting for Queen Mother Ea, who is busy, I assume, right now and can't join us, but um, hopefully she'll be joining us later. Tonight, I thought that we would talk about a couple of things. A lot of my clients and friends have been going through what seems to be a very common problem of being able to um, invoke and practice their form of magic. Um, They're having problems due to an overwhelming feeling of either fear or it could be uh, basic instincts, you know, but it's, it's hard sometimes for people to discern which is which, you know, why, what motivates us, what's pushing us to act or not react in a certain way. And, of course, that's going to affect your spiritual work. So we're looking at fear, possible paranoia, um, or, or you just having a good sixth sense, 
you know, that inner voice that guides us. So I'm hoping tonight we can kind of um, share and discuss our different experiences with that, how we overcome it, and um, maybe even things that you went through when doing spells or creating charms or elixirs or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and if you were operating under the wrong spirit, how did it affect your work? So what I'm going to go ahead and do right now, I'm going to open up all the lines. I know I said I wasn't going to do that before, but hopefully um, it's not too many callers on right now, so we shouldn't really have that much background noise and things that I, um, once again, I'll ask you to turn down your computers so that we don't have an echo. Okay, so, um, okay. Right now, I have all the lines open, so feel free, everyone, to chime in, you know, whenever you want to. And I'm just going to go ahead and kind of start it off. Um, There are so many different things that we can do to kind of get clarity on where we're at before we start our work. And, of course, what you always want to do is clear the air, balance the environment, um, you know, clear the vibrations going on around you and within you, and everybody has their own techniques for grounding and protection and guidance. And so, um, and we all work with different herbs and oils and stones and things of that nature, and we've discussed that in previous shows. Um, one of the things that I like to do, um, I'll kind of still myself before I start any major work especially if it pertains to me not feeling well or if there's negative things going on or if I feel like there's some type of blockage in my goals, what it is that I'm trying to do. And you can kind of tell sometimes when it's unnatural, you know, a little excessive. Um, But what you don't want to do is enter into that state in um, a state of, um, you don't want to enter into that mentality in a state of desperation or panic. So I think that that is linked to fear. You know, so definitely start off by calming yourself because I found that when I'm operating under the spirit of fear, I'm attracting things that are not necessarily essential to what my goal is with my magic. Um, That's one. Two, um, and this is just basic common sense, um, with fear we do things that we may not do in in a state of calm. So as spiritual practitioners, especially when dealing with magic and invoking and things of that nature, you know you have to be thorough in what you do and you have to be precise. And what you do, and if you're operating under the guise of fear, it's a pretty big margin for error. You may leave out a certain part of the incantation, which is crucial. Um, You may uh, use too much of an ingredient, and we know, especially when you're dealing with your herbs, that you should be pretty precise when you're mixing up certain things, especially if you're going to be digesting it or giving it to others, you know, when you're exercising that healing aspect of your spirituality. Uh, Let's see. Even with your stones and crystals, 
they have their own energy and their own nature, but they work in in accordance with what's going on inside of us. Someone had asked in the past, um, is magic evil? And, you know, we, we try to elaborate on that and let them know not really. It's, it's one of those things where magic, um, it operates on its own vibration, but for the most part, it's what you bring to the table. So you don't want to bring fear to the table. There's nothing really beneficial about fear. I mean, that's just plain and simple. You know, um, so it's not going to aid you in your work. That has that has nothing to do with passion and um, focus and intensity. Fear is more something of, it's like an illusion we almost create or, or a thought that is implanted um, by someone else that we embrace that is a hindrance from the task at hand. So you don't want to have that. I'm going to share something with you real quick that um, I had posted earlier, and I think this will give a little insight as to why you probably don't want to approach your deeds, what you're getting ready to do, under the guise of paranoia or fear. And this is like a general um, definition of magic for those that are like, what, when she says magic, what is she talking about? Okay. It says, magic is not dangerous, evil, or scary. Some people like to place a mystique on magic more fantastical than what it is. I disagree with that part. I think magic is very fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, you, you kind of know what they're saying there about, you know, the hocus pocus uh, Hollywood aspect of it. Okay, so magic is all around us every day, every time the sun rises, every time a tree is grown from an acorn, every time we put our will on something and it happens, every time a baby is born, every day of our lives are magical. Don't be scared of magic. Experiment with it. Feel the power of nature. Learn about herbs stones, crystals, combining the elements. Most of all, believe in the magic that is within you. Your words have power. Your thoughts have power. Your actions have power. Symbols have power. Colors have power. Um, I'm going to add to that, so do sense. Um, all, basically, all, all of the... Uh, all of the sensations that you can generate and call upon. Um, magic is nature, and nature is you. Love magic and never fear it. So you have to know that when you're engaging in those things, and again, this is common sense with just any aspect of life, when you're engaging in those things under the guise of fear, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's like, it's like creating your power, you know, and you want to be focused. You want to have all of your energy. You want to be balanced and you want to be able to direct all of your energy and intention combined with your needs to bring about said results of whatever it is that you're trying to do. So I would suggest to you, first and foremost, ground yourself, uh, still yourself, 
get a thorough grasp on why it is that you're getting ready to do the work that you're going to do. Okay? And um, another thing I do after I do that is I could put up some type of protection, some type of shield to kind of um, keep me from being distracted, confused, um, things that will take my attention away from the work at hand. Because, again, this is going to affect your results. And, again, this is common sense. You really don't have to go far. If you decide to practice magic in whatever form it is that you do, you really shouldn't have to stray far from your normal um, psyche as far as what you apply to your everyday life, your logic, how do you reason. Don't ever feel like you have to abandon common sense, instinct, um, education, wisdom, experience, all those things to practice your magic. So you bring all of that over with you. When you enter into that um, esoteric realm, that spiritual realm, that metaphysical realm, you bring all those things with you because that's going to age you. You know, so um, again, you know, so I do the stilling. I do the grounding. There's times that I felt like I was under attack. There's times that I felt like uh, maybe a loved one was in danger um, or there was some type of peril waiting around the corner. There's times when I felt things in my home that shouldn't be there. You know, you have all the different type of things. Those are the type of things that people would react out of fear initially. So when I know that, I, first of all, I want to get a grasp on what's going on, a clear picture of what's here and where did it come from and what is the intention of this thing or how will this uh, negative energy manifest. So first thing I'll do is still myself. Then I'll do protection against it and any possible maybe launches coming from somewhere. I'll use um, different stones. One of my favorite stones to use is fire agate for protection. You know, um, so I'll have my stones charged and ready, and I may create a crystal grid around myself or just have my stones nearby or on my person. Um, I definitely would have, um, depending, again, on the work, but if, you're, if you feel in danger or you're dealing with fear, or even if you're starting to question, am I paranoid or am I really picking up on something, I suggest you do a smoking. I would suggest... Um, sage, and I like to use a sage and a lavender wand when I'm dealing with things that pertain to fear. And that's also because lavender has a history with protection. So not only am I clearing what may be uh, troublesome or may interfere with my spells or whatever I'm getting ready to do, but I'm recharging as well with the lavender. And then we know lavender also has um, medicinal properties as far as calming one down. So if you're in a, like, super-duper agitated state, unless you want to be because that's part of your work, um, that's one thing. But for the most part, I, I, you know, I, I don't like to do spells under that type of energy because sometimes you can overexert yourself. You can misword something. Um, you may overdo it with your uh, ingredients. 
you know, things that just make you abandon the wisdom that you have in practicing your magic. So, again, I suggest, like, sage and lavender, whatever you have an affinity for that calms you down and kind of, you know, grounds you. Patchouli is another wonderful um, thing that you can do with your sage. Um, thing is vetiver. I use vetiver for grounding. I use um, cedarwood. And the common, you know, the camaraderie between these things I'm telling you as far as that earthy energy. So that's going to bring you down. That's going to ground you, kind of center you, help you get a little bit more focused. You'll probably be able to get a grasp. Um, what else? Let's see. Um, crystal quartz. I use that. I actually have a crystal quartz. Um, ball that I use for gazing and and different things like that. Um, that's it. It also has other uses. One of them helps with clarity. You know, um, bringing about that positive energy, protection, things of that nature. So use your common sense. Do your research. Use materials that you have an affinity for because something that works for one doesn't work for other. Don't believe when people just tell you, use this, use that. You have to come in contact with that. You have to see if you vibe with it and if it's going to work for you. So, you know, try to have all these things on hand that's going to help aid you in what it is that you're getting ready to do. Again, the purpose that one of the things you're trying to do is banish emotions that are not conducive with what it is you're trying to bring about. You know, um, so you do your grounding, you do your clearing, you do um, your infusing now, as I call it, um, your energy. Of course, you want to call on strength, protection, clarity, things of those nature. Um, okay, the next step is being in the frame of mind and balancing spirit to deal with whatever it is that you reveal or you come in contact with. This is going to definitely let you know if you were being paranoid, if you, if you were really on to something. I know for a lot of people, um, a lot of clients call me, I think my husband or I think my wife is cheating on me. Am I being paranoid? There's a lot of different spells and work that we can do to get past that because we know when we walk around with baggage, we can sometimes project things that are not there, you know. So, um, you know, again, try to enter into a certain mind state if you're going to be doing these spells, if you're going to be calling on the truth, if you're going to be lifting the veil and cloak of maybe other people's work, or things that are meant to be kept from you. It doesn't always have to be um, that there is a witch or a spiritualist or obi or whatever somewhere doing work on you. People in their everyday life who are not being just in their actions, of course they seek to conceal and confuse the person that they're trying to keep things from. So there's a lot of different forms of spirituality and manifestation that we all deal with on a regular. That's why, that's one of the reasons I call this show Everyday Magic, 
because we have everyday situations that we have to deal with, you know, and some of them are of a magical origin. Some of them are just circumstantial based on, you know, what's going on around us, regular mundane things. But me as a spiritualist, I come at everything magical because that's my essence. That's who I am. And if you're joining me tonight, chances are that's probably who you are too. So we have to be extra careful, us, those of us that are empaths, those of us who do divining, you know, we do readings and we travel on the astral realm consciously. You know, we are those people that have to take it, take maybe a little bit more precaution. That's why I wanted to address those things tonight. Um, Everybody's line is open, so feel free at any time to join in if you want, and you can share um, maybe what you do so that you don't operate in fear. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with things that are concerning you or alarming you, you can even share where you have maybe done work under that spirit or that level of uh, lower consciousness, lower vibration, because that's what that is, and it's affected the outcome of your work. You know, so the line is open. You guys can join in at any time. I'm going to share with you a story, and I think I've shared this in the past, but I had a neighbor who we had conflict going on, and they decided to approach me on um, a magical level. And I don't think they were aware of who I am and what I do. But anyway, coincidentally, they decided to take that route with me. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know how they say we draw things into our life? So probably the fact that I practiced that had something to do with her going that route. But anyway, um, she had been doing a lot of things for quite some time. And I guess when they didn't work the way she wanted them to work, she brought in someone else, another spiritualist. So they decided they were going to do work on me, and I kind of ignored it for a while, you know. But that was not good because it got to a point where it started to affect me, what I've told you guys, like that spiritual allergic reaction. Well, I was being kind of extra, extra fearful, extra paranoid, extra angry. Right, and I decided one day when it got unbearable, I was going to react, and I reacted out of anger and fear, fear of what if this spills over to my children or, you know, the rest of my family, um, fear of uh, just her having me act out of character, but little did I know by then it was, it was already happening. So anyway, I decided to do a reversal spell on her, and it involved, you know, the candy work and other things that we do. I'm not going to go into detail, but, you know, other things we do. But the problem was I was so emotionally frazzled at this point. My imagination went a while that I used too much of certain ingredients. And then on top of that, while wording the spell and projecting my um, my wants for the situation combined with the anger that I had for her. So, again, we're talking about extreme fear, extreme anger. 
I did not cap my spell. And when I say cap it, meaning I didn't limit where the, the life force, the energy was going to come from to bring about these results. So, so again, we're talking about fear, my sense of logic, and it impaired my ability to um, execute what I wanted properly. And it was maybe two weeks. I wouldn't even say two weeks, maybe about a week and a half had gone by, and I was extremely ill, very lethargic. I could barely get out of bed. I wasn't myself, just not good. Even though I saw the results, you know, coming into fruition with this person, I was not doing well. And it wasn't until I sat down and I stilled myself, and I was like, I really want to get to the bottom of this illness. And that's when I had an epiphany, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. First of all, I, I never said how long I wanted this to go on. I never specified where this was going to come from. So we know that everything you do has to manifest from something. The energy has to come from something. They even put it in movies and different things like that. And I think it desensitizes people to the concept that there is a life force in all living things. You can even... Um, imbue something with your life force, an inanimate object. You can bless it. You can curse it. That's where that concept comes from. But anyway, so now we're talking about um, your energy, your, your life force, and you put it into that work, whatever it is. I want this job. I want this conflict to stop. I want this person to, to leave me alone or I'm sending back whatever they sent to me. Whatever your spell is, I want the affections of someone. Where do you think this energy is coming from? It's going to come from you, unless you have the knowledge and the wisdom how to use things that surround you. It can be a plant. It can be an animal. It can be a crystal. <coughs> Excuse me. It can be from living foods. It, whatever has that life force in it. But a lot of people don't know about that, and a lot of people are not experienced into tapping into their surroundings to draw the energy for their work. So naturally, they look within themselves. If you don't set a limit, it's like leaving the needle running. What's going to happen eventually? You'll run out you know, or you'll do harm to yourself. That's why you don't want to do magic under the guise of fear and extreme emotional, um, it's almost like being crippled for that moment. You don't want to, it's like you don't want to drive blind, you know, and doing things in the spirit of fear is almost driving blind. Extreme anger it's almost like driving blind. You're taking a risk. You might get some really great results, temporary results, but in the end, you're driving blind. So by the time everything's said and done, you've stopped now, but you stopped because you hit a wall, you know, or you lost your health. You even want to show things. If you're working with trees or plants, you have to show respect. You ask that entity um, or that symbiote life form to help you 
but there's going to be a limit. You don't want to do it to where you kill that thing, you know, because now you're dealing with karma and some other things. Some people say this is um, high magic or high science or whatever. For me, it's just common sense. I did research. It made sense to me. I have people around me that draw on my energy, and sometimes I have to cut them off because it's like you're draining me now, like I can't function. You know, even when you're doing a healing, for um, us, those of you that are out there that do healing work, um, you know that there are those you can heal and you'll be fine, and then there are others that you heal, and it took so much of your life force that now you're ill or you're kind of incapacitated for a while. You know, so this is how fear, this is how um, being extreme can be a crippling thing for what it is that you're trying to do in your power. You know, and that what happened to me is I had to get up. Once I realized what I did, I had to undo certain work. I had to um, rein in what I had thrown out recklessly because I was so angry and I was so fearful and I even started to realize I was being paranoid. It's like every little thing I saw, I was like, oh, they probably put that thing on my door. Or, What's that on the floor? And then I realized it spilled over because my son was like, hey, Mom, something's weird outside, looking real funny. You think it's the lady? You know, so it's contagious too. You don't want to spread that type of energy, you know. So, again, try not to uh, indulge fear with magic because it will have you doing reckless things. It will definitely impact the result of your work. Try to be in control of your faculties, all of them, so that you can do what it is that's necessary in a um, very precise manner. You know, in that capacity, I would say, you know, because I just read something to you where it says magic is not dangerous. But common sense, anything can be dangerous when misused or, or if you overindulge too much of something, you know, or improperly executed or abused. And being that your magic comes from within as, as well as, you know, your exterior, you just want to be balanced. You just want to be balanced. Um, is there anyone out there that has anything they want to add or ask? You're welcome to. Okay. I just want to say all that information is helpful because I didn't know anything about using a plant or mm-hmm. something else to, to draw power from instead of using yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was extremely helpful. And, like, do you need to say, I am, I want this spell to use the power of this plant, or, like, how do you do that? Well, for myself, I personally, um, I may be drawing on, um, like, I've shared with you guys, I do something called rain harvesting, and I work with, um, you know, the rain when I'm doing certain spells and creating certain elixirs and tonics and things of that nature. So anyway, um, sometimes I'll set out a dish. Sometimes I'll collect it myself from off of the leaves of a tree or a plant 
because this is me acknowledging all energy of all things, and I'm definitely a lover and 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 of nature, you know, and its essence and how we're all connected. So depending on how powerful I want something or concentrated, um, I'll collect from the tree. First what I do is I approach the tree in a spirit of peace and acknowledge it, you know, and then I will ask, may I draw this water? Because remember, the water is also the nourishment of that tree. So I'm, it's almost like I'm on that, I'm infringing upon that tree's personal space and resource now. So I'm asking, can I share with you? I acknowledge the power. I acknowledge the, I'm asking, can I share with you of your nourishment? You know, and I'm asking that um, you lend me or aid me in my endeavors. So I definitely do that. I I show respect to living things. I don't care. Like, I have a cat. People call it your familiar, your companion, different things like that. Um, I do work, and I'll talk with my cat, who I know aids me. But I never take it upon myself to draw upon the spirit of my cat. My cat, um, my cat. One of the things my cat serves for me is as a protector. But I won't just assume that my cat is going to do some work if I'm feeling threatened. And you know, it's one thing if my cat initiates that type of connection between him and I, and he'll also do physical things that let me know what he's doing. Like there is something that has no business in here or something um, that's operating around me. Or my cat will let me know when somebody's not right that comes to my house. You know, just, just, just different things. But I always show respect to my cat. I don't worship my cat, but I'll ask my cat, like I'm going through this, can you work with me, can you help me, can you do this? It's like a common respect. It's almost like acknowledging the fact that my life is no more important than yours. I acknowledge the divine in you. May I um, may I share in your power or may you aid me in my endeavors? And I just recommend, and, you know, you'll be surprised. That kind of starts to permeate into all aspects of your life. You'll even see that people are treating you different. And you're treating people different, you know. Um, so right. definitely I would suggest with those things. And you have to know, you have to, I, I think anyway, you should be specific in what it is that you're asking for. And then once you engage, if you're allowed to make that connect, definitely make sure that um, there's a limit set, a reasonable limit. Like use your common sense, like how much would you want to give? <laughs> you right. Know, to make sure you don't right. exceed that, you know, in what you're doing. And it's beautiful because we're surrounded by so many resources. So humility, compassion, love, consideration, these things go such a long way. If you're a practitioner, times that we're ill or we're down in the dumps and we just don't have that energy. Right. To do what it is we need to do. You know, so you'll be able to, to, you know, make that connect and make something happen. It's going to affect the outcome of your magic. 
having help. We always want help, you know. Right. So, yeah, I definitely um, suggest you do some talking to. And even if um, you're going to uh, imbue something with your spirit, um, let's say it's a crystal, a piece of jewelry, um, it can be a charm bag, you know, a mojo bag. Um, I do, for a lot of people, of my clients, that they want insight on something. They want to be able to discern a situation going on. So I create for some of them a, what I call a divination pillow. And for that particular evening, they'll use that pillow so that when they enter that dream state or that uh, shadow realm, they'll have clarity and they'll be able to come back from that realm and discern what the message, you know, what they saw, what they felt, and things of that nature. With that in mind, I'm just going to share with you guys something. This is probably going to be my last show for the next two or three weeks because I have decided to take my work to another level. And I'm going to have a line of already established products. So I do custom things for people, but I'm going to have a general line of things that you'll be able to get. Um, and, of course, we know when launching any type of business, you know, you have to be focused and it takes a lot of your attention, especially when it's going to be dealing with metaphysics. So um, I've decided that for probably, again, the next um, two or three weeks, I'm going to give this my undivided attention because this is something that I have such a passion for, and I love helping people to find the balance between not overextending myself so that I'm of no use to myself or those that I help. So I've come to the conclusion to put certain things on hold so I can focus and put my energy towards that, and that's what I'm going to be doing. If you do want to work with me or you need to contact me, if you have any questions, you can reach me um, through my Facebook, which is Dawn of Divinity, D-A-W-N of Divinity, D-I-V-I-N-T-Y. You go there, you can inbox me. Um, it'll be coming soon. There's going to be um, information on the products. You can get them now, but I won't have, like, the promotional aspect of it up for probably another week or two. But if you're interested in any of the stuff, um, just for example, I'm doing um, a line of soaps and oils to start off, and that's going to go along with the readings and the other things that I do, but I'm going to be addressing um, attraction and abundance, divining and discernment, protection, um, healing, grounding, things of that nature. So you'll have all that stuff to choose from. And, you know, if, if something has to be, um, like, modified or custom for you, that's always a possibility too. My point is, if you need me, again, Dawn of Divinity or Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhar. I'm pretty sure if you put in uh, Nadia, N-A-D-I-A, Amunet, it's going to come up, typing in that whole thing. But you have that, and I'm going to give you my email, which is Nadia, N-A-D-I-A, number four, so we're 
you know, the number four, eternity at gmail.com. And, you know, that's another way that you can reach me if you're interested in any of the work that I do and connecting with me. Um, but, okay, so back to what we were talking about. Now, um, you know, you, you have so many options with what you're going to work with and the spells you're going to be doing, herbs, the crystals, the stones, um, creating magical objects to serve you in your endeavors. I implore you, try your best to make sure fear is nowhere present when doing it. That has nothing to do with your passion. That has nothing to do with being focused and and magnifying things. That's another misconception. You know, you don't have to be crazed to magnify your energy. There are stones and crystals and herbs that can do that. Do the research and, and know that what works for me is not going to work for you necessarily. So it's, it, in spirituality, you can't be lazy because you're doing yourself um, a disservice. Don't leave it up to someone else to reason for you. You know, and one of the best ways you're going to be able to exercise your craft is if you experiment if you engage that object or that herb or that crystal personally. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going to other people and having people do stuff with you, but have a balance. Make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing so you can grow and you can learn and you can be in the know. You don't want to be blind and ignorant to everything going on. I've said before, um, a heart surgeon is not um, a foot specialist. So, yeah, there are times when you go to other people because they may be a little bit more inept at getting some results than you are. That might not be especially. I'm a singer, you're an actor. Whatever the case may be, that logic spills over into your magic. By all means, you should still be experiencing everything. Learning as much as you can learn. And you're not, learning is not enough because learning doesn't give you wisdom. Experience gives you wisdom. So you have to be proactive in your own magical life, even when you're working with others, you know. So I, I want to put that out there. Um, anything else anyone would like to add or, you know, in regard to this topic? If not, I'll go to the part of, um, I can probably get in a reading or two before we sign off, but um, have anyone have anything else to add regarding the fear aspect and paranoia and, you know, your own instinct? Okay, well, then with that said, um, is there anyone out there that was hoping to get a reading tonight? Uh, is there any way I can get a reading? Of course. Um, let's see. Well, I'm not necessarily uh, doing that necessarily, but I just would like to know what to do next. Or you can uh, just give any type of uh, 
advice toward what I may be drawing to do next with the path of and this, this, in, in aspect to, I mean, um, in reference to what aspect are we talking? Uh, uh, say relationship, financial. financial, financial. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, financial, <laughs> no. Not relationship, okay. no. Um, let's see. Okay, I see a couple of things going on with you. Um, first, I see that you have um, an idea, but you haven't created a blueprint yet for mm-hmm. um, a business of your own. Mm-hmm. It, um, as far as indulging um that natural um, ability that you have, that artistic craft that you have. So I suggest to you the first thing that you do, um, you have all this great information in your head, but you need to start making it, um, putting it down in a practical way. Because what what I'm picking up is that you tend to, um, you, you tend to multitask, almost to a point where you don't finish what you start you know, on multiple projects. So I would suggest that pick that one, your one passion that kind of stands out from the rest and start your blueprint. And then you're going to have to discipline yourself if you want to get at least to the second level of production within this year, within 2014. Um, okay. I'm picking up. I'm picking up something with literary, a literary project. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else is going on here? Start accumulating like your list of. Um, gosh, what the heck do they call them? Like um, the publishers. Um, start doing okay. research on stuff like that. Um, you're going to have a choice of four that will deal with your kind of work. Um, so get them down and do the investigating on how they treat their writers. Okay? And then do the research on the um, the financial and time investment to that because that's going to help you navigate through the other things you got going on on the side. You may have to put some of those on hold indefinitely, or you may just have to reduce the amount of time that you um, give to those things and put it towards this one passion. But I would say no later than it's something happening between August and November that's going to take this stage of development to its next level. And I'm seeing something like transcripts or some type of script or, um, gosh, I I don't know. I can't offhand recall a word for manuscript. Manuscript or something like that. Mm, Um, Okay. You know, I definitely see that getting ready to um, happen, and we're talking about, yeah, any time between August and November, be ready to submit something 
because somebody you're going to spark um, when you make your choice out of those four publishing houses that you're going to check into. One of them mm-hmm. is going to kind of act faster than what you even expected. And you want to have something to show, something tangible besides this great vision that's in your mind. Okay. Okay, okay. I hope that, that was, I hope that helps. Oh yeah, yeah. It really did. Okay. Um, um, do you have any other questions? None, none. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to ask anything? I'm going to kind of wrap it up tonight because we got a full I would. night. Okay. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> I I just was wondering, um, you know how I'm looking to start the business also, but I also mm-hmm. um, was told before, like, you know, there's a move that's coming up too, and I'm just right. wondering, um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how that's going to be possible, so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. do you see, like, a lease purchase that I'll be doing, or is it going to be renting, and, like, about how will it come about to actually um, to start it? Because I still don't see how. Okay. Um, one of the things that I see, because I'm seeing lease with option to buy. Okay. That's one thing I'm seeing. The other thing is because because you're having trouble seeing this, like how can this, because you have several, you actually have three different ways in your life right now this can happen. But because it's hard for something, hard for you to visualize this, you're not utilizing these resources. One, there's something that you're already doing career-wise that will put you in a social element. Um, I don't know if I told you before, this is kind of like you're going to be talking or something with someone and either they're in that conversation or they're going to overhear and be like, hey, I got something for you. Okay. So it's going to be one of those. It's not so much that you have to be logical in making this happen. Don't look at it as a task. How you? Because I pick up that you're really obsessive about how you do things, and that's what's yeah, stopping you right now. Yeah, you're being too technical. Loosen okay. up. Um, do some spiritual work to set the stage energy-wise. You want to do. You want to work with a waxing moon, and you want to do spells of attraction and draw. You want to work with herbs and crystals that do attraction and draw. Um, I'm also creating something else. Um, It's going to have a lot to do with um, magnifying your desires through your speech. So how they say weak's power I'm going to be using natural resources that amplify that. But in the meantime, until I can offer that to you, it's not going to be ready for a couple of weeks, look for herbs that um, help you do that. One of them is Lang Lang. Okay. So I would get some Lang Lang. Um, uh, Let's see what else. Believe it or not, patchouli. I don't know if you can tolerate that smell. Patchouli, where uh, patchouli? Yes, actually, I have quite a few um, herbs, like um, 
that I've just been burning, and mm-hmm. um, they don't really smell good, you know. But they're just like um, jasmine, chamomile, um, some cinnamon. Yes. Kind of stuff together. Um, what are some combine? Other, uh, if you can combine. Combine your cinnamon. Combine your chamomile. Yeah. Do you have sandalwood? Um, yes, that and alfalfa, as well as um, alkanet root, um, mm. brains of paradise, and I've been kind of mixing them all together, as well as um, allspice. So kind of making like okay. an incense with that, and I've been kind of burning that. I got that. something for you. Okay. Take your clove, um, your cinnamon, your allspice. Take your chamomile. Combine those. Okay. Make your incense with that. Try and get your hands on the oils. Okay. If you can get your, make something that you can wear, but make sure it's like really subtle when you put it on, um, because you don't want people giving you the double take because there's so much emanating from you. You want it to be subtle. Okay. Strategically place yourself in. I, I'm seeing you at like a mixer. Um, I'm seeing you at some type of wine mixer or something like that. I don't. I don't know what this is. I'm seeing you in, but it's okay. it's not a club. It's more of a lounge. They probably have a live band there. They probably do poetry there, um, wine tasting, that type of thing. So be aware of that. This is just one of the things that you, you, that will bring about the move. Um, okay. You're going to be sitting in a social setting, right? Make sure that that's one of the things you're discussing, your need for this move, okay. your vision, what you're trying to do. Because this person is either going to be in the conversation. I'm seeing it's a male. He's going to be either in the conversation or he's going to overhear what you're saying. He's going to be so close by that he'll... Um, probably interact with you later on in the evening. Like, let's say you get up to go to the bathroom, like, stop and be like, hey, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but I overheard you saying such and such. Like, that type of situation. Okay. That's one of them. This, your move, your offer is going to come from, not from you doing technical work, like going out and going to the real estate office and looking through the papers. You know, it's not like it's going to come from that. It's going to one of them, who you know, but you have to network. Networking is 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 key to getting this to to jump off. Loosen up a little. Don't be so. Um, just don't be so. Um, you know, constricted with worry. Okay. Because it's blocking yeah, the flow of the attraction. Yeah, it, that's uh-huh. blocking the flow of your attraction. Okay. You want to magnify that attraction aspect. You know, you have this beautiful personality. You're so intelligent. Capitalize on those things because that's what makes people like turn their heads. When you speak, people are like, mm, I didn't, I didn't think of that. You know, oh, that's interesting, and that that's what draws them in. Okay. Okay. So make so sure I you do that. I have been kind of been looking technically, just because I am about to file soon, so trying to kind of mm-hmm. get it together, you know, because I don't want, you know, my son to be stuck, you know. Right. Because it's going to go right. down as soon as I file. 
but knowing that we're not, I need to kind of just flow with it. And when it happens, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, get another flow going, and okay. and um. Enjoy the pursuit. Like start when you're doing your visualization and your attraction. Um, connect with the happy result aspect of the whole this whole um, experience. Like focus really on how at peace you're going to be finally. Yeah. And channel that feeling of uh, excitement, you know, and anxiousness and. Like, wow, I can't wait to just be at peace and stable in my own environment where I don't have to worry about anybody else messing up and I lose this or I lose that. Yes, yes, okay. You're so you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Because that's how it's going to work for you. That's how you got to okay. use that energy. You have it, just let go. You know, let go and embrace the the positive outcome because that's what's going to stifle for you in the long run. Okay. You know, and be wary of people because I pick up. You have a couple of people that are like, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. Yeah, actually, family members that are. Like, yeah, you have to I limit know, your time. I think they kind of might want it to be impossible. Okay. Yeah, they're draining you. They're draining you. Yeah, because I'm picking up that you're exhausted. Because you have your your goals, your aspirations, and your energy and what you're doing, and then it's like you're constant. You filter. You have to constantly filter out the background noise, which is totally yeah. counterproductive from what it is you're getting ready to do. Okay. And you know what that is? It's so funny. The show tonight, fear. So they're fear mongers. You know, that so is. you're going to have to um, put them on the back burner for a minute when they start talking that stuff. Oh, look what time it is. Got to go. Um, <laughs> catch up with you later. And when they ask you, hey, what, yeah. how's that coming? Oh, you know, things are coming. Okay, got to go. And that's how you're going to have to do that. They're even you trying get to get done. me to, like, wait. They're like, you just need to wait. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. But, yeah, you know, more waiting. That's true. Yeah. That's them projecting their fear because they're thinking, if that was me, I'd wait. Yeah, yeah, because you're scared. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Thank you, know, you so, so much. Don't worry about it. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to wrap yeah. it up tonight because it's a school night and i got big things yeah. happening tomorrow. <laughs> you guys say a prayer <laughs> for me. Um, Saturday is my deal signing and launching so many aspects of this vision I have, and it's going to benefit you guys too. So say a prayer for me and hang in there with me. We're going to, we're going to have some great things to share with you guys in a couple of weeks. I want to send out love, peace, and protection to everyone. I'm glad you could join me tonight, and I hope I was able to give you something to think about and, you know, that brings about clarity and your own power and achieving what it is that you want. Okay, and with that, I say peace and love and light. Good night. Thank you. Peace and love. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.